This is East Carolina defensive coordinator Blake Carroll, and you're listening to the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. This is East Carolina All-American Brian Packard, and we're talking Pirate Baseball and the Sports Objective. You're listening to Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the Sports Objective. Join us every Sunday night on Facebook Live and our YouTube channel as we talk East Carolina baseball. As we look back at the previous week and take a look at what's ahead. Now, let's talk Pirate Baseball. Welcome in to Extra Innings. Great weekend to be a Pirate. Pirates go on the road and get the brooms out of sweep. Cincinnati, 34-14 and 14 on the year now. And, of course, 12-6 uh, and six in conference play. Bubba Rosenbaum, what's up, dude? Yeah, exactly what the Pirates needed. Uh, 9-3, 11-3, and then 6-5 to five today. Really had to work for today's win. And you thought you probably would have to. 5-0 uh, you know, against Cincinnati on the year. Um, they're, even though we've had a lot of success against the Bearcats, they're not always easy to uh, – to be there in Cincinnati. So, um, you know, they were doing their best to not get swept again, but uh, we found a way to get it done in the end. No question about it. Let's also bring in Kyle from LaGrange. Barbara, what's up, dude? What's going on, guys? Good to get swept this weekend. I don't think we had the uh, brooms on the uh, equipment bus ever. So it's good to see the boys put the brooms on the equipment bus this week and uh, took them on the road and got the sweep on the road and, Played well, and I really like the today's game. You know, I you you well, three straight blowouts is one thing, but I need to see us win a close ball game again. We hadn't done that in a while. One that was like really on the line, at least one doesn't come to mind. So uh, it, it was good to see us do that today. We played with confidence, and uh, so good performance all weekend. But especially like to see us come from behind today, and uh, and then win in the next innings. And no question about it. In fact, uh, guys, I was really happy with the fact, I mean, you're looking at the three wins. You're looking at, there's a lot of great things. But this team, uh, we love to see uh, the fact that you have now the sweep. You have on the road at Old Dominion. Uh, guys, speaking of on the road, before I forget, how about eight and nine now on the road on the year? So uh, if we can win Tuesday night uh, there at Harbor Park, uh, where the Norfolk's Tides play for Old Dominion to, if we can beat them, not only the quality of win, but us a road win that would get us, uh, that would be uh, 500, and that would be great for the Pirates. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you, the better we're playing on the road, the, you know, it's late in the season, but we have another road trip to go, plus your conference tournament, neutral site, but it ain't as uh, the friendly confidence, Clark LeClaire, and who knows if we're going to host or not. Uh, I think I think hosting is still on the table, but I truthfully, maybe I'm wrong, but I believe we need to win the conference and the tournament yes. to host at this point. I mean, and, and that and, and that's you know not taking into account things that had that could happen around us. If somebody like Campbell or Duke or or um, you know any of the other peripheral hosting teams collapse, then uh, you know then then 
than the less we have to do. You know, I think South Carolina has pretty much established their hosting position. Coastal, I think they've pretty much established their hosting position. Uh, but um, there's some around us that still have, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're still there. We can still host, you know. Uh, no question. And, guys, uh, Duke has been red, red hot, 32-13 and 13 on the year now uh, for the Blue Devils. And uh, Chris Pollard heard him on this weekend college baseball series XM uh, over the weekend. What a great guy. So he's been on the show numerous times and Duke is really hot right now. So, um, you know, they, they made some adjustments. You got to give the, the coaching staff credit there in Durham. Uh, we got blanked nine to nothing, not a, one of our, was it four shutouts on the season? So um, not a great thing, but the one thing that will help our RPI, right? If uh, Duke keeps winning or not. Yeah. I mean, it probably, sure. Any, you, any, any team that beats you, or certainly that you beat, if they keep winning, it'll help your RPI. But it's the same thing, you know. It, it, we're competing with them for a hosting spot, so um, yeah. be better if they would go on a losing streak and we go on a winning streak. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I see what you're saying. I think if uh, the great thing about it, we can still win the regular season, we can still win the conference tournament uh, in Clearwater, and once we do, I think the RPI will be to a point of where. Um, we will host. I feel confident, guys, about having, you know, anything can happen. We know that we have Memphis. Who knows? But when you're 26 and four at home, you feel good about those three games. Uh, you have Campbell at home, uh, the last home game of the season. We need that one badly. And then uh, USF on the road. They haven't played very well. Anything can happen on the road, as we know. Um, but the last handful of games we have left, I feel good about our chances. I really do. Yeah, I mean, some challenging games. Midweek, Old Dominion is going to be challenging. Campbell's going to be extremely challenging. Um, and, and then, uh, you know, Memphis has the ability. They took one from Wichita. They took one from Houston. So, you know, it's not going to be a cakewalk. And then we haven't played well on the road all year. So, at South Florida, you know, I, it, it's you, you're, you, you'd, you'd like to be a little bit further ahead than you are now in terms of RPI up a little bit more. Not much. I mean, we're, I think we're like number 19 or 20 in RPI. But you'd like to have at least one more conference road win or two more conference road wins right now and maybe another midweek game or two. But we're, we're close enough where we can still get what we want if we handle our business. Yeah, and 40, Bubba, 40 wins uh, usually is not always because I know that the other factors, but we're at 34 wins. And if we can get to that 40 mark somewhere between the end of the regular season or uh, the start of the tournament, then that's a good indicator that that should help us a lot moving forward when it comes to a uh, hosting, right? Of course, uh, for that to happen, we would have to be six and two the rest of the way, assuming we don't have any cancellations uh, due to weather. Um, because we're 34 and 14. You mentioned the games that we have left um, with Old Dominion. The Memphis series, then Campbell, and then the South Florida series down in Tampa. So um, I like our chances of at least going six and two, um, and hopefully we'll be better than that. And uh, and then and then if you win the tournament without losing, that that's four wins. So uh, and let's say you do drop two uh, in in the regular season, then then obviously you're uh, what forty four and sixteen. So you'd feel pretty good about it, uh, especially depending on who those two losses came against. Uh, as much as you don't want to lose them, it would probably, 
you'd be better off to uh, have the two losses come in the non-conference games. If, if we if we only lost two games the rest of the way, and and, and that's including the conference tournament, um, I, you know, uh, I, I I'd think we'd have a really good chance to host. I mean, you're talking about winning. Uh, that would be winning in, in the scenario you just laid out. That would be winning um, uh, ten of your last twelve games. And that would be winning the regular season. Well, and and, 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 and then most likely, yeah, you'd be. Hey, we've won three in a row now, so yeah. I mean, you you'd be win, winning 13, 13 out of fifteen if you if you won six out of eight in the regular season, then swept through the tournament. But um, I'm still not so sure, you know, especially. If you didn't win the regular season in the conference, and if you sur- suffer uh, two losses uh, in the regular season to conference opponents, that's going to be hard to do. Uh, so, yeah, I think we need to win the conference championship. I'm with you. Yeah. And and by the way, guys, but, we talked about this in the green room. Uh, how is that possible? Let's uh, we'll throw it out to you. I know how, but I want you to, uh, Bubba, if you want to lay that out. What do we have to do, and what does Houston have to do to win? Well, obviously, there's a lot of different, a lot of different scenarios. I haven't, haven't mapped all those out. But um, as of right now, you know, one possible scenario, you know, if the Pirates were to sweep both of the, the final series against Memphis in South Florida, then you have, you have Houston. They play at Tulane. They also have Cincinnati at um, home in Houston. So, um, the Pirates one all six, then Houston would have to drop at least one. And I, I like the odds of that happening at, at Tulane. And uh, and then obviously Wichita State's in a position now where they're going to need need some help from um, not only the Cougs, but the Pirates as well. Yeah, I think they lost. But, you know, anything can happen, but I, I feel like that Wichita is out of the mix right now. Uh, they uh, yeah. Outside looking in, not to, say, not to say they can't, but I think Things are a lot harder for him, for sure. Yeah, them, them uh, having that game canceled at Houston today that really, really hurt the Shockers. But um, the, the Shockers' remaining schedule they play at UCF, and then they also have a home series against the Bulls of South Florida. Yeah, I really and guys, uh, you know, if you look at it, we have uh, the ODU game. If uh, you win that game, then you come back, you play Memphis. And like we talked about, Kyle, I mean, Memphis is not going to roll over for us, and they have a chance to steal one, and that's all it would take. That would hurt us. Um, but what we need to do is, uh, with our 26-4 and four record that we have right now uh, at home, a very strong home record, then you know, let's get a lot of Pirates out there. Let's make a lot of noise the entire game. We need that Memphis series, like, almost like a regional atmosphere, don't you think, guys? Yeah, I mean, if, if you can better, you know, it should be good weather. I mean, the, the series is going to mean a lot, so we should be good crowds. Um, and our fans understand that uh, we're in a position now where it hasn't been like it's been the last couple of years where we walked away with the conference championship. We're in a position where we need to handle our business to win a conference championship. So the fans will understand what this coming weekend will mean. And if, if you can beat Old Dominion midweek, then you continue positive momentum. And, uh, That'll excite the fan base even more. No question. I want to give a shout out to Shell. 
tuning in tonight from the Queen City. What's up, Shell? And uh, appreciate you. Uh, his son, Randy, guys, uh, really proud of his son, Randy, and uh, Shell and our good friends. And uh, he told me that they're now, um, they got a big win for Charlotte Catholic, uh, his Randy school Friday night. They advanced to the third round of the North Carolina high school playoffs. So Shell, awesome stuff there. You got a great kid. And I wish uh, we could get Randy to play on the baseball team. Unfortunately, we don't have men's lacrosse at East Carolina, but, or football. Well, we have football, but not uh, lacrosse. He plays, he or plays football. football. What the hell? He plays football, basketball, oh, okay, sports. Uh, I was wondering where that came from. No, but anyway, um, good luck to Randy and everybody there with Charlotte Catholic uh, working really hard. That would have been funny if Scotty Montgomery was still here and you said that. You could have just let it roll. <laughs> no, I was, that was just misspoke. I was trying to say that uh, about men's boss. And then when I said football, he plays football and also uh, baseball. He plays several sports, so uh, good for him. Uh, guys, as far as uh, – this team is concerned. Uh, let's well, let's look back at the week that was. Uh, I know we had disappointing outcome on uh, Wednesday night with the Tar Heels, but uh, the Pirates start off the week losing two to one, a heartbreaker at home. Yeah, pitching was outstanding. It's a shame that we couldn't find out find a way to scratch out another couple runs and uh, win win that and sweep the Tar Heels, but. Uh, not a whole lot to be ticked off about because you had some hard hit balls. It was just one of those things. It was a, like Coach Godwin said in the post game, should we have been a little bit better offensively? Yes, but at the same time, you got you got to tip your hat at the Tar Heel pitch. Yeah, and so, uh-huh. yeah. Go ahead, take take it. I'm in a bad area here in uh, good old Davidson County. As he, as he says that, perfectly clear. <laughs> but yeah, the target the target game it was it was close game, pitching duel two to one. Uh, you know, you, you felt like the Pirates were going to come back, and win the ball game at home against against UNC. Um, you know, the crowd was into it. You just you just thought. You do it in the night, send it the extra innings, and it just didn't happen. Pirates lose two to one. We take two out of three from the Tar Heels. Um, so it is what it is. The Tar Heels, I don't know what they did this weekend, but after the previous weekend, uh, they won their conference series and then beat East Carolina. They had played their way back into, um, you know, a solid regional projected team. Um, so uh, Tar Heels trying to play their way into the NCAA tournament without having to win the conference uh, tournament. Well, they're 29. Yeah, you've been uh, – sorry, go ahead, and then I'll chime in. No, I was just going to say 29 and 17. They definitely helped their chances. Um, but um, what do you think, Bubba? Just you know, kind of uh, expanding on what Kyle was saying, how badly North Carolina needed that game, you know, using two weekend starters, uh, Max Carlson, who's really had our number uh, – shut us down on Friday night back in February and then shut us down once again, three hitless innings and uh, had done so in the 2022 season as well. So uh, glad we probably won't see him again unless it's in, in, in the postseason, we shall see. But uh, or, or at this point, we probably would like uh, another shot at him. But um, 
the question. And he uh, Garrett Saylor. Garrett Saylor. Garrett Saylor was tremendous. Uh, you know, historically, Garrett hadn't been very good uh, starting. He he had excelled out of the bullpen, but but great Garrett had an excellent start, and all the relievers that we used uh, pitched very very well. Yeah, no doubt. And that, uh, guys, one of the things I was happy about this week. All right, sorry, Bubba. Uh, maybe a rough spot there. Still, it's like a lot of lag, so I apologize. But uh, wasn't trying to step over you. But the fact of the matter is, I thought that the one of the things that was great this week is to see that the not that the relief pitching has been bad, but man, the relief pitching has been really good this week. I mean, I was just really. It's like there's so many there's so many weapons now, Kyle, in the bullpen and Bubba that it's just uh, it's awesome. You're like, oh yeah, we have him. Oh yeah, we have him. Oh yeah, we have him. And having Carter Spivey and Sailor um, with all their experience in the bullpen, and you've got so many other guys that are just really lighting it up. I love it. Yeah, we have a lot of bullpen depth, and uh, you know it, it yeah. shows. Spivey, it, that's what I started. Yeah, Bubba, we're having trouble with you. Super lag, super lag. Or maybe he's talking and he's just not coming through. Okay, I started speaking as today. Yeah, this is uh, Bubba. I would just mute myself for a little bit and come back and probably maybe about five minutes. Yeah, we're we're trying. It's not that we're doing. Uh, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties. I guess. Yeah, but what, what he was saying, we we got great we got great bullpen depth. We um you know we 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 pitched well against UNC. You know you hold them to two runs, you think that's going to be enough, it ain't. And then we go on the road this weekend, and um the the bullpen was solid all weekend. Just look at the performance today. Mm-hmm. I mean, no question about it. By the way, uh, our good buddy. JR says the Pirates are doing the things that leads uh, that lead to wins. They have only committed two errors in the last 10 games, and they are 24 of 26 in stolen base attempts in their last 17 games. That's one of the things that's been really cool for me is the, is the stolen bases. Uh, Bubba, do you know off the top of your head, and uh, we got you back now, as far as the uh, record for stolen bases, it just seems like we're really getting to it this year. Not that we've don't care about stolen bases or that we've never sold bases, but it just feels like that we've uh, just been on fire. Yeah. Our team speed and um, you know ability to steal bases is uh, a little bit better than it's been in the recent past. Uh, obviously Luke Nowak is a big reason for that. I think and Johnny Robertson helped me out here, but I, I know this was probably at least a couple weeks ago. He had 14 or 15. So um, he may be closing in, uh, on 20 now I don't, I don't think he's quite there maybe 17 or 18 but uh and then obviously you have lane hoover um starling i think has maybe seven or eight so um so yeah this is the probably the most steals we've had in quite some time um, but we'll go back and check the record books no but, question. Uh, but what i started to say a moment ago about carter spivey when i was having the technical issues is that and it's Spivey, like Coach Godwin said, he actually wanted this move back to the bullpen uh, so he could, you know, really get in 
to a more of an aggressive mindset um, coming in in a couple situations like he did this week, uh, one against the Tar Heels, one against the Bearcats, where the bases were loaded in, um, in five and two-thirds innings. And he, he was perfect, literally. No runs, no hits, and only Wyatt Shinkman uh, being one out better in uh, six innings. Uh, obviously, five of those coming today. Needed just 40 pitches, guys, to navigate through five innings. So, eight pitches per inning for Wyatt Lunsford. Shinkman just uh, ridiculously good. And because of that, uh, Wyatt Lunsford Shinkman edged out Carter Spivey for our PGXGloves.com Pitcher of the Week. Yeah, and uh, well-deserved today's performance. It's such a tight ball game. You know, to me, that was the difference. We needed his performance today to win that ball game. Without it, we wouldn't have. And to me, that's why he he deserved the honor. No question about it. With uh, he's a guy that uh, you know. You think about who who's the who are the guys that you need you know to make a deep run in June, and he's the kind of guy that can come in and man ice in his veins and just. Uh, you, you feel, you, you know, there's some guys in the past, you know, like no matter what team you pull for, you're kind of nervous. You're like, I don't know if he could do it. That guy is like, when he comes in, you're like, uh, lights out. Yes, sir. Uh, let's, let's go. You know, um, he's been really great. What a great guy and really improved. Don't you think, uh, guys, he's really improved as the season's going on and he just feels like with his command and, uh, really good to see that. And I tell you what. Um, the one thing that's going to help us, as we've talked all season long, is about the pitching. Bubba, you're a Braves fan. How many titles did the Braves win? And it was a lot of their the pitching was was spot on. The Bobby Cox era. Yeah, and Wyatt Lunsford Shingman, he he pitched well at times late last season and started right. to take on a bigger role, uh, but. This year, and we, we had heard going into the season how much he had improved, how well he pitched in the fall and the spring leading into the season, and uh, we've certainly seen it. Uh, I think his ERA is like 2-3, 2-4, something like that. Cause, um, and I, that may have been before today's game was factored in. So uh, Wyatt Lunsford-Cheekman, um, you know, with, with the exception of a couple games, has really been lights out for the Pirates and – as you said, one of those key cogs, um, long relief out of, out of the bullpen for the most part. No question about it. And, and uh, I tell you, uh, by the way, Kyle, you were asking about the uh, Tar Heels, about their schedule. Uh, we made up our game on Wednesday night. That was reading day for them, and it was uh, taking some exams for us that day. So uh, they had no opponent this weekend. But, guys hmm. – um, they have uh, coming up, they're going to have, I know next weekend they'll have NC State and one of Kyle's favorite teams, Coastal Carolina, mm-hmm. is how they're finishing on the road. Um, they're going to have uh, that game. One of my favorite teams. I don't know why they're one of my favorite teams. But, um... <laughs> well, not, not finished out of the season, but they have uh, – I'm joking, I'm joking. Uh, Clemson is going to be the um, going to be the last uh, series of the uh, year, May 18th to the 20th. So there you have it. They've got a, they got a tough road to hoe. Uh, just yet for the Tar Heels. Yeah, but some good opportunities there. Oh, no question. I tell you what, Bubba, we're really, really proud of uh, the guys on in Clemson, right? Man, uh, Pirates, they're just, uh, they're really turning that program around. Yeah, Eric Backish and Nick Schnabel are obviously doing a, an excellent job early on in their, their tenure there. 
and um, and I saw something. I think it was, I can't remember if it was on D one baseball or which site, but on some social media, you know, college baseball outlet, uh, they were talking about how Eric Backage within the last few weeks said that he really felt like they were going to go on a run, and they certainly have. They seen their RPI. I'm trying to remember where it was, if it was in the 50s or 60s, but it's up there in the top 15 or so now. And I don't know what they did today, but they had taken the first two from Louisville. And um, Louisville was just inside of the top 25. And I believe that was the series being played down in Clemson. So depending on how they finish the regular season and play in the ACC tournament, uh, they really, um, they're not um, out of the possibility of hosting well, would, they, would they put three host sites in South Carolina? I mean, my God, the state is, you know, a state that size with three hosting sites. I really, I, I think, I think they would if they were deserving, uh, but I think that we'll, we'll see what, how Coastal Carolina closes the year. App State beat them 11 to nothing on Friday night. Oh, then wow. they won a, then they won a thriller on Saturday scoring. Who's um, they? Um, Coast, uh, I wasn't finished, but Coastal Carolina won six to five in the bottom of the ninth yesterday, and then they won, I think, pretty convincingly today. But um, depending on, I want to say they're thirty and seventeen now, something like that. I'm not sure what that loss on Friday night, where that knocked them down to. Uh, just a moment, I'll, I'll check the RPI. But uh, but depending on how Coastal finishes uh, the regular season, they are twelfth now, thirty and sixteen. 17 and 7 in the Sun Belt. So, um, hey, brother, they can, and Clemson's 13th in the RPI. So, they could, one of them may potentially play their, their way out. We shall see. Yeah. They even beat uh, Louisville today. They swept Louisville. I can't believe that. 7 to 3. And, you know, Runes, by the way, Mike Rooney, I was talking on the show on uh, over the weekend about the very fact this, this show for uh, this week in baseball on Series XM about how you could have NC State potentially, and Louisville not making the NCAA tournament uh, for the 64 teams. Did you say you typed – did you talk to Mike Rooney on this week in baseball? No, 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 no. I, no, I did not say that. I heard him say – I swear to God, when you said I was about to say, you're telling me you went on Sirius XM to talk college baseball and you didn't promote it on here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, of course I would. <laughs> um, but anyway, the Clemson Tigers, they're heading the right direction – and he was talking about Louisville um, may not make the cut and maybe even NC State. Um, he said, how crazy is that, that there are two you know, teams in the ACC that you always expect to make it? And maybe NC State still makes it, but Louisville's got a, a tough road to hoe. And uh, by the way, guys, Clemson's got a huge game. And guess who they're playing, Kyle, on Wednesday night? Coastal? Yep. <laughs> and then they have this weekend's a big one. They've got in Blacksburg coming up. At Virginia Tech, um, that's going to be a big one. And uh, they'll have upstate, uh, USC upstate on the following week. And then uh, the Carolina series will, uh, at Clemson, will um, do it. So really proud of uh, those guys, uh, Pirates. Yeah, it's interesting to see who hosts in the Carolinas. There, there's a lot of a lot of potential hosting sites in the Carolinas. Could you could you see Eric Backage and the guys hosting Clemson's one seed and the Pirates are down there as a two seed. That that would be interesting. Wow, I guess it would. That would be that would be uh, crazy, and uh, the tickets would be uh, tough to get for sure. 
Yeah. Um, well, any any regional Clemson. Oh yeah. Tough to get, but no doubt, no doubt. But uh, uh, Bubba, do you want to go to some of the questions and comments? We've got a few. Appreciate Johnny, Josh, Shell. A lot of people chiming in tonight. Uh, very active. It's always that way when you win. Uh, everything is better. And uh, certainly we were licking our wounds this past week or so. And uh, it feels good to have a three and one week. That's what Kyle and I want, right? Or four and oh would be even better. But three and one is uh, very respectable. Yeah, that's what me and you want. Bubba wants us to go 0 and 4. But uh, yeah. Sure? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, 1 and 3. If we could just get one win. Yeah, Johnny Robertson, uh, he says the eighth inning is a dead zone for opponents' bats. Only once in the last 18 games has the opposition scored in the eighth inning. Um, Josh Thomas chimes in and says, what's up, fellas? How about those Pirates? Um, Great to get the win and season sweep today of Cincinnati. As we mentioned earlier, going 6-0 against the Bearcats. And really only a couple of those Six games were that competitive. Um, Tuesday is going to be a challenge. ODU's a scrappy team, but a road midweek win would be huge for this team, no doubt. Um, and as you mentioned, I think where well, they've beaten us at least the last two times up in Norfolk, and this game is not going to be on campus. It's going to be at the home of the Norfolk Tides. And I, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to remember what it's. Um, there's a name for it. I don't remember if it's the Tidewater Classic or what. What's it? What's oh, the day? Yeah. Uh, that sounds right. Yeah, yeah. So, some, something like that. Uh, but um, appreciate you, Commonwealth, Chim- chiming in as always, Josh, and also clarifying that as far as Clemson sweeping Louisville, um, and then Shell says, "Hey guys, still too early to say, but at this point, who is the MVP uh, up to this point in the season? In my opinion, there are a few that." Could be deserving. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the good thing about our team is they're so talented. It depends on what day it is. It's not like like a one horse pony, you know, like a whole, one horse, you know, the whatever. I'm trying to say, but anyway, I've tried really hard to say that we have a great player. Yeah, a one horse pony. That's awesome. Oh, um, Hoover. Hoover's going to come to mind. I mean, I don't know. You know, JJC was such a clear cut last year, late in the season. Um, I, I don't know. It's hard to say this year. I, I uh, Bubba may be the best person to answer that. What do you think, Bubba? Bubba, he he, he says the whole damn team. It's a team effort. <laughs> He's speechless. He's thinking right now about who would the, would be the MP, MVP at this point. Um. And uh, by the way, uh, Kyle. It would be interesting to go back and look to see who's won the most uh, player of the week and pitcher of the week uh, for us. And that would probably kind of tell us. He says Shell. Yeah, he says Hoover. Yeah, Hoover. Yeah. yeah I, I wonder, though, who, who's won the most player and pitcher of the week here so far for us on our show. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Very, very I mean, there there's certainly a lot of options there, you know, there for a while. I mean, you, you had the, the way uh, your Savage was pitching on Friday night. Yeah. I mean, you certainly you certainly can't go wrong with Hoove. Um, obviously, JJC, and you, you have Wilcoxon. Wilcoxon's yeah. After today, I think. And uh, speaking of Starling, uh, speaking of Justin Wilcoxon, yeah, Jacob Starling's had a heck of a year. But uh, Justin Wilcoxon, I want to say after today, is hitting 345 or something like that. 
and he had an unbelievable week, seven out of 14, had the grand slam that really put the game away in game two, um, putting us putting us up 11 to one there in the, the top of the ninth on Saturday. And he also had a double and seven RBI in the week. So, I um, mean, he had a hit in every game. So Justin Wilcoxon is re- really swinging the bat well. He, you know, he started the season so hot, then he really cooled off, uh, went through a, a bit of a slump, but um, he has been swinging it of late the way he did the first week or two of the season. Is this maybe the all-name team uh, of all time, Justin Wilcoxon, J- 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 Jacob Jenkins Coward, uh, uh, Cam Clonch? Uh, 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 Wyatt Lunsford Shankman. Shankman. Yeah, yes. I mean, we, we have we, Willie, our names. Are just, how about Willie uh, Lumpkin? Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like our, our names are just fantastic. It's, it's, even but, Carter Spivey sounds like a character in a movie. <laughs> in addition to the, in addition to the the year that Will Coxon's had, you know, through forty eight games at the plate, hitting three forty five and, um, you know, pretty good power. I'm trying to remember how many home runs. Uh, help me out, Johnny Robertson. He's probably got seven or eight at least. But um, he's also done a tremendous job of um, of controlling the running game. And he's he's thrown out a lot of guys. Hey, how about that play uh, late in the game? Was that the sixth or seventh inning? The ball gets uh, away a little bit, and he literally rifled that thing down to third base, and uh, t- and they got the guy out. That was a, was a sixth inning, something like that. It was later. I don't know the play. I remember the damn game was play for the Cincinnati player where the where he just do- where he just jumped for the ball or it, 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 it broke the web of his glove and got stuck in the web, and he turned the double play and had had. Had he not got the glove on that ball, I mean, you know, we'd have probably scored on that play. And uh, th- that was, to me, the play that stuck out to me. I mean, that was oh yeah, the way it was just wedged in his glove. Bub, did you see that play? I didn't. Um, or I, I, I take that back. I, I did see that. I was seeing – I watched um, a decent percentage of today's game once the power came back on at the stadium. But I was at a uh, – family reunion, a family luncheon after church. So uh, I did not see the game in its entirety as I typically would. But, um, yeah, I did see that where, where Hoove smoked the ball when we were trailing by one down the, down the first baseline. And it was an easy double play after the, after the ball, you know, got stuck in the first baseman's glove. And, uh, and they said it was 109 miles per hour off the bat, the exit velocity. Wow. But, um, and Josh Thomas said, uh, I said, Tidewater Classic, it's the Commonwealth Classic. He said, unfortunately, it will not be televised on ESPN+. Plus. And we're going to have to go old school with 94.3 The Game and download the, the IBX media app and uh, listen to Scooter or just go to 94.3thegame.com and tune in. It's, on, yeah, t- it's also on TuneIn, on the TuneIn app. Yeah, yeah but on the TuneIn app as well. That's how my, my dad always tunes in. Problem with the tune-in app, not to get – I'll say this quickly. Um, thank God that Interbanks Media, for many reasons, has the new app. But tune-in always has that problem where – that hiccup where they have – where it's, it's doing a play, you hear the play, and all of a sudden it just starts re- repeating itself again. I never have that issue. Oh, my God. It's happened a lot for me. Yeah, lot. I, haven't, I, I haven't had that issue. Um, if I did, then, yeah, that would bother me. But, uh, I, yeah. Know, I, 
Tune in normally works fine for me. I, the reason I like tune in is because I don't want seventy thousand apps on my phone. I don't need the pirate radio app plus the plus the interbacked media app plus you know your mama's app. I mean, so tune in is kind of kind of all inclusive. Nice. It, takes, it takes care of them all. And, and Josh, Josh saying the IBX media app works great, no doubt. Uh, been using it uh, in the last couple weeks uh, since they debuted some of their new programming and they unveiled that app. And obviously, Hoist the Colors, Stephen Igo's daily show from Monday through Friday, um, yeah. debuting and um, do- doing well thus far. I'll uh, download the IBX media app just as soon as they decide to start carrying the Sports Objective podcast on it. <laughs> but uh, Johnny Robertson says seven home runs, 33 runs batted in for J-Dub. So um, about about what we thought there in terms of his um, power. And then uh, let's see. Uh, also, um, we, we talked about the relief performances of uh, Wyatt Lunsford-Sheekman and also Carter Spivey. Um, you also you talked about Starling had two doubles today. Yeah, Starling uh, good at the plate today, as he as he has been really all year. And uh, when the bats are hot, you know it's one of those things. I guess hitting contagious. It seems when one person's having a good weekend, another person. It, our bats seem to be very much like that. We either. We, we either hit well all together, we suck all together. We, we never really seem to rely on one or two players to, to win the ball game for us. We either – everybody's hitting or nobody's hitting, it seems. Yeah, guys, how about the fact that – one of the things I want to ask you all about, and maybe it's the pitching, but how many ground balls that we're hitting into, like, you know, the hitting play – hitting uh, to get a lot of outs. In fact, there was so many players in a row that were got out today. Thank God that we did what we had to do to – uh, to get the job done today. But that's one of the things I've noticed during the not-so-good times this season is that we're hitting a lot of ground balls, you know, like right at the pitcher, you know, like right at the uh, guys in the infield. I mean, I know that's not something it's easier said than done. Hitting is very hard. But I was just wondering what if there was anything we can do to break out of that. Well, today, you, you, you tip your hat to Mitch White. Uh, you know, he and relief coming into today. Um, I think he had an ERA around six, uh, just under, just over six. So uh, today he went four and a third, hitless innings, um, retired 13 straight Pirates. So um, it was one of those things kind of uh, head scratching, but, uh, you know, to our credit, um, we, we stayed with it there in the late innings once they took White out of the game. Uh, we were able to do what we need to do to uh, scratch out a run to tie the game. With I believe that was without the benefit of a hit. I believe we had a free pass. Then either a pass ball or wild pitch moved him to second. Then he he moved to third on a on a fly ball to the, to the left center gap, and then a ground ball to second scored him. And but then uh, JJC, his average hasn't been the best since returning out at Wichita State following his injury, but he he. He uh, really came through big today there in the top of the 10th uh, after Riley Johnson, who had come in to run for Josh Moreland. Uh, he doubled down the right field line there. Um, I want to say it 
was with one out in the top of the tenths, and then JC followed with the the single to left center to plate him. Yeah, Riley's a great guy, um, a guy that had the injury last year, so it's really great to see him uh, playing a bigger role. The reason he can play a bigger role is because what it, I couldn't even remember. I can't remember his injury last year, but I know that was nagging. But then this year we've had a ton of injuries, uh, even more so than it seems like than normal. Yeah, yeah, we've we had, had both catchers. Will yeah. Will Coxon and uh, and McChrystal. They they've been banged up um, with back injuries, and then um, and then obviously JJC, um, you Savage. Fortunately, it didn't appear to be anything major. Obviously, he was back for an inning you today. Stopped. That was. I mean, There's another for the all name team. Exactly. <laughs> but um, yeah, Trey is savage. It's great to see him back out there today. Unfortunately, not not the best inning he did. He threw 33 pitches and uh, allowed a run and I think three hits. But um, can't say say a whole lot about that because that was before the. Uh, the power right as the power is coming back on in the ESPN plus feed was not up yet. So just saw the numbers and that's about it for Trey. So were they keeping score in the stadium old school style at that point until the power came back up or was there no power yeah. at all or limited so power the, or what? Yeah. Scoot, <clears throat> Scooter Rogers and uh, Scott said that there was a, uh, it was a very odd atmosphere. Like you're watching a practice uh, because you had no music, no scoreboard and uh, just, just the, the sound of the few hundred people in attendance like an old school baseball game like you're back in the the, the 40s or something sandlot right yeah uh, yeah well he, 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 even so no question so uh looking ahead guys uh with the week that we got coming up obviously big week uh i think that the uh, memphis series is sold out a pretty daggone close um, but for all of our fans, I was in Tidewater this uh, weekend and uh, my son had a basketball tournament out there. I was thinking about, man, I wish I could go to that game at Harbor Park on Tuesday night. The Commonwealth Classic, as we've learned to, for it to be uh, ODU. But, man, if we could get a lot of Pirates there, uh, we had a couple thousand, I think, at the Charlotte game. And it'd be great to have a lot of Pirates there in the 757. Right, Bubba? Kyle? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. Obviously. Go ahead, Bubba. Uh, just plenty of pirates in that in that area, so uh, you know I'm sure they'll turn out well as as we always do, and that and that's something Johnny Gardner and I were discussing this weekend. You know whether it's at a game that's more regional, like an Old Dominion or an NC State, et cetera, or on the road at a Cincinnati or a Houston, you always have enough pirate fans there um, that, that you're hearing purple gold cheers on the radio and the ESPN plus broadcast. Uh, that's always pretty cool. No yeah, you can hear it today. The damn Cincinnati game, you could hear pirate champs, but uh, I, it, it should be, uh, I would, I would think there should be a good crowd there in Norfolk, a good ECU contingent. I would hope. No doubt in the Memphis series, we've got to have a lot of people there home and it, we need to have a regional type atmosphere for Memphis, uh, you know, just because it's not NC State, North Carolina, Campbell, whoever, Duke, an in-state rival, we needed to treat we need to treat it like it is. Um, and I think, like you said earlier in the show, Kyle, people that watch the show, listen to the show, people that follow the program very close know uh, we need that series really bad. 
Yeah, no, no doubt. It's it's a definite uh, big series. Something we need to to be nice to sweep it. You need you got to at least take two. But uh, if we could get the sweep at home, um, you know, it would go a long way into winning a, a regular season conference championship. Right before this week, we were two seed. It'll be interesting to see. Not that it really matters because, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see if we any projections now have us as a one seed. Um, maybe no, not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so, Dave. Not after this weekend. I think if we could go four and zero this week, then I think uh, we'll see some one seed projections. Yeah, I think I agree with Kyle. I think if we go four and zero this week with a quality road win against Old Dominion, um, get uh, what that'll make us five hundred on the road, and then yep, and and then you uh, pick up another conference sweep over over Memphis, to, and you're thirty eight and fourteen. Uh, depending on what happens around us, uh, I think we'd potentially be a, a number one the following week. But uh, honestly, I mean, just we just got to keep handling our business, and uh, if we do that, then we can accomplish our our goals of of uh, another conference title, hosting, etc. But um, something else um, that I, I was looking at in, in BPay said, yeah, uh, really need to to win out at home. You want to to at least get one out of the three games you play against Campbell after having lost those first two. And uh, that's something I was going to shift gears back to is when we play Campbell, it will be interesting to see who they pitch because, you know, they're, they're in a situation depending on how they finish their season. Uh, there's a, there's maybe an outside chance they could host their RPI with a couple of losses in the big South really took a, a hit, but now um, they're they're winning again, and uh, and I say they're winning again. That sounds that's ridiculous. That's but um, with those losses to Presbyterian and Longwood, you know, that had knocked them down to the mid thirties. But now they're back up to twentieth in the RPI, nineteen and two in the Big South, thirty six and ten overall. So um, so they'll be playing for a hosting spot as well. Uh, if they can really close the regular season strong and win the Big South tournament, because obviously that's that's a must, in my opinion, for them to host just the way it works. Whether it should have to happen or not. Um, but the, the Camels have thrown Hunter Lloyd against us the first two times, and he had really fared well against the Pirates. So it'll be interesting to see if Hunter Lloyd starts a third time against ECU. And he, he I mean, is yeah. the uh, East Tennessee East Tennessee State transfer. Well, you've seen him twice, so uh, if we see him again, then maybe we'll be ready to hit him. But uh, we're ready to hit in the first two. Well, yeah, I, I don't I don't recall us hitting well in those games. So uh, we definitely didn't. Uh-huh. And Campbell would be a P Bay says Campbell would be a cute a quad one win would even us up at five and five. They've they've dipped below that, haven't they, Bubba Campbell? No, uh, like I was just saying, their, their RPI had gotten down into the mid to upper 30s, but now uh, it okay. has it's now back down to 20. So yeah, unless they unless this week they really stink it up, they'll be um, they'll be there in the top 50 for sure when when we meet next week. All right, we definitely uh, hope that's. Where's ODU at, guys? Are they, are they in the top fifty or not? I know they always give me a, right give me a moment, and I, I think they're just outside of the top fifty. But um, we'll 
we'll uh, confirm that. Yeah, they're <clears throat> they're always good in uh, conference. Uh, you know, they were in conference USA. Now they're in the Sun Belt. So yeah, Sun Belt's a good baseball. Yeah, they are. So. They are uh, 69th. 60th, okay, they must have struggled in recent weeks, but uh, yeah, they the 30 and se- 30 and 17 overall. Quad two win, so you know it's still a still a good win, and it, it'll help your RPI. And it, you don't want it, it doesn't kill your RPI if you lose it either. There, it's not like they're 169. Right, and Johnny Robertson was talking about last year. He said the Pirates was 17 and five against quad two teams, though. In fact, he had said. Um, for last season, after winning the AAC title, the Pirates only had a two and seven record versus quad one teams, UNC and Maryland. That's interesting. Yeah. So last year, so last year we were we were nineteen and twelve against the top one hundred. In in this season, uh, in this season, give me a moment. I'll tell you. What we are obviously is pace that we're five against the top, top Can you all hear? Yeah, well, I hear you, Dave. I don't hear Bob. Yeah, I don't hear Bob anymore. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, in fact, uh, B Page makes a good point, guys. He said, I think the difference is we had less conference losses last year. That's, of course, uh, yeah. Please, uh, Absolutely. We, we dominated the conference and there are people that have told me that they may go to the tournament this year because they don't know who's going to win the tournament. And that's even pirate folks um, when normally they are there. So we'll have to see um, how that plays out. But man, uh, one thing I was going to tell you earlier, guys, is the reason I love baseball, this particular case, college baseball, driving home from Newport News and Hampton today. It was great to have that baseball game, and it was just on the edge of every single pitch. It was so dramatic, um, and back and forth. I love that game. And, Kyle, when you were talking about earlier, winning a close game, it does yeah. build your confidence, and hopefully that will help us with uh, the game on, on Tuesday night in, in Norfolk. Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think you know, certainly uh, winning handily. Also, it's going to be said something for your confidence, but, uh, like I said, I, I hadn't. It, it didn't seem like, and maybe I'm wrong. It didn't seem like we had won a close game in a while. We the games we won, we won handedly, or either we, you know, lost. So it was good to see us, particularly on the road, uh, win a close one like that. Yeah, four and five now, and if we can win, of course, uh, Tuesday, uh, yeah, Tuesday night the Commonwealth Classic. We're five and five. We're even again, so that'll be great. Um, Bubba, you have up there eleven and eight versus quad two. Was that for uh, last year or this year? And then 15 13 uh, versus the top 100. Um, so I'm not sure. I'm not the stats guy. That would be this year. This year? Okay. Yeah, we got we to gotta step it up, and we know what we have to do. So when you know what you have to do, the good news is uh, that we're still in control uh, for the most part of our destiny, except, well, I know we have the – we can still win everything um, that we want. So – um, that would be great. And, of course, the national seat is out of the question. But you know what? Stranger things have happened where maybe uh, the team that we're supposed to go to after we win the regional will um, fall, you know, and we can we can actually host it. So who knows what's going to happen? I'm just really proud of these Pirates. And, 
By the way, guys, I want to mention while we have a chance, uh, make sure that you give to Pirates Unite right now. We have over half the money raised out of $7 million for the baseball expansion. So for the baseball Pirates, uh, we need to, if you can give $10, $100, let's go ahead. And uh, the goal is for, I know for the indoor practice facility guys, to have the Isley team, what is it, performance, team performance building. Um, But that particular uh, indoor practice facility, they want to have the money raised by the end of 2023. They're getting there. Um, They're over half of the way. So they put it probably what, uh, Kyle, it was $18 million project. So maybe the $10 million range. So yeah, so we needed people to give. In fact, um, we've raised over, Kyle, out of the $60 million for Pirates Unite, we've raised over $15 million. So we've raised over 25% of what we need. Um, so I want to make sure people give uh, the Pirate Club a call, 252, and that'll be 737-4540. Or you can just simply email them, or not email them, go online, ecupirateclub.com. And uh, here's another thing. Uh, Pace says, we run the table. I think we would have more regular season wins than last year, correct? That may be the case. I'd have to look at that. Um, just less conference wins. Um, I'm not sure that's a Bubba question there. Maybe Kyle question. Yeah, and, and I, I'm not oh. sure. If, if Paige is saying I don't think he's asking. I think he's stating a fact. I, I, I don't know. Um, but but I think the, the biggest difference between this year and last year is we 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 were handily winning the conference last year. There was no question. And there wasn't as many regional host site candidates in the Carolinas last year. So that that's going to be the bigger problem this year. Yeah, that's going to be uh, another factor we we have to face uh, moving into this year. We'll see how uh, the last couple weeks of regular season. Uh, in fact, uh, Pace said we ended up with 46 wins total last year. And we have, what, 34 right now off the uh, 34 and 14? Yeah. Off the top of my head. So, yeah, we're we're uh, we're sitting pretty Pace. All we have to do, and for everybody in Pirate Nation, let's uh, rally behind this team. Uh, even more than you ever have uh, for the next couple of weeks, and we'll make it happen, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Bubba, do you have some more? I know we've got a lot of great content coming up, uh, too. Yeah, obviously, that's what Coach Connors has had several very good interviews in recent weeks, most recently Curtis Fry, ECU alum, who's the 27th year Head track and field coach down at South Carolina. So uh, go back and check that out if you if you missed it. Uh, also, you know, he, he had some uh, non-East Carolina interviews, like former Pittsburgh Steelers GM, GM uh, Kevin Colbert. And uh, so definitely go to our YouTube channel and uh, be sure to subscribe. Also, it has not dropped yet, but we'll have a short up later tonight. And shout out to uh, Chew Justice, a long time ECU cross country coach and uh, and anyone in Greenville, uh, you know that follows uh, you know, what's going on in local high schools and attends a lot of pirate events probably knows too or at least would recognize him. But uh, he and he and his wife went on a cross country trip and they had the chance to see the pirates play in Wichita and uh, and then also were at Cincinnati. So he was nice nice enough to give us some uh, footage of. Jacob Jenkins Coward, uh, go ahead, single there in the top of the tent. So we'll have that for you here in the next few minutes on YouTube. 
All right. Sounds good. In fact, uh, appreciate all the support. Kyle, we, uh, we had all talked about in July of 2018 about our YouTube channel and uh, we're getting really close to a thousand subscribers. Uh, so we'd really like for you to pass the word. Those of you that are subscribed, tell your family members and friends about us. Yeah. Go subscribe on YouTube, uh, like us on Facebook. If you, if you listen to us on a podcast player, make sure you subscribe, uh, not just stream. And like, like Dave said, tell your friends, family, uh, whether, whether, you know, listen to a podcast, you know, a lot of people still, oh, what's the podcast? Well, everybody knows what the hell YouTube is or Facebook is. So, uh, you, you can always catch us live streaming or archived on YouTube and Facebook. And if you use one of those platforms to view the show, then please like or subscribe. It's going to be a lot of fun as we, uh, sometime this year in the next uh, few months, we'll get to that thousand mark. So looking forward to that achievements, uh, something we've been wanting for a long, long, long time, right at five years. Hard to believe guys that, uh, that are the three of us have been together, uh, Kyle and I've been together longer than that, but, uh, for this, uh, for just the three of us. And of course, uh, Matt came along a couple of years ago, but yeah, we're still there, Dave. All right. Uh, there we go. Appreciate it, Bubba. Sorry, uh, Kyle. I thought he was going to the uh, close there for a second. Uh, the YouTube uh, channel, we told you about that. Like and subscribe, Facebook. And, of course, we're on um, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and, of course, TikTok. I mean, how could you not be on TikTok? So uh, check us out there. Guys, do you have anything before we wrap things up? I appreciate you, both of you guys, uh, very, very much. And uh, looking forward to another big week for the Pirates uh, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, we handle business against uh, the Monarchs and the Tigers the next week, and uh, we'll see what happens. All right, sounds good. In fact, uh, I don't know if we're having some technical difficulties there, um, Bubba. If you're there or not, let's see. Um, by the way, uh, Josh Thomas, guys, he says that 38 of the uh, those that were in the regular season we're at 34 right now with eight to play. So. Thank you. That's right, Josh. So, you know what? Things, uh, baseball has a funny way of uh, things working out. And, uh, you know, you just, it's a, you hear the cliche, but it's true. It's a marathon and not a sprint. So, uh, we'll have to uh, definitely take care of business over the last week. And, um, by the way, Kyle, I want to remind everybody about uh, pgxgloves.com. Yeah, go there, pgxgloves.com. And uh, order yourself some some gloves, uh, golf gloves, batting gloves, uh, yeah, fo- football receiver gloves, whatever kind of sporting gloves you may need. Go to pgxgloves.com, get you some gloves, get you some swag, put in promo code ECU checkout, and put in promo code ECU at checkout, save yourself 25%. In fact, I bought four pairs of gloves this year, and not only the quality great, price point is great, but also the great customer service. You get the stuff very fast. Uh, short, not like in a couple of days like Amazon, but uh, reasonable time. And we appreciate Kaz uh, and his support of the program. In fact, uh, I, I know that we're going to have him on uh, very soon. A lot of great programming coming up, as we mentioned. Uh, by the way, uh, Michelle says, good show, guys. Speak to you soon. Go Catholic on Tuesday night against Huff. And uh, good luck to them, Randy and uh, the guys. That short, uh, not like the number one team in the country. Uh, Kyle, how about that? All right, let's uh, remind you about our 23 home schedule. You can get your season tickets for football at 1-800-DIAL-ECU, ecpirates.com. And Kyle, all of us will be there. We want to get 
uh, more than the goal of 16,000, right? We want to get 18,000 or more. 20 would be great. Yeah, it's still as many season tickets as you can. Uh, home schedule right there in front of you. It is what it is. But uh, come on out and support the Pirates, uh, Pirate football. 2023, I'll be here before you know it. and uh, God knows I'm looking forward to it. No doubt. And uh, looking forward to a big game. That first game is going to be on September 9th against Marshall. And uh, always a great uh, – That I think the schedule is better than – it. I think it's very underrated compared to – even though we don't have a ACC school up there or something like that, it's not as bad as what um, – someone make it out to be uh do you guys have anything before we go uh again uh no okay all right we'll get out of here appreciate uh, bubba and kyle thank you for all we had a lot of people chiming in tonight thank you so much you've been watching extra innings right here on the sports objective good night everybody and as always go pirates hey pirate nation this is former east carolina pitcher davy penny of the keith leclerc era class of 2003 Keep it tuned to the sports objective as you follow our diamond bucks on the road to Omaha, because y'all know we're going. That concludes this week's edition of Extra Innings, presented by Next Level Training Center on the sports objective. Join us next Sunday night as we will once again talk East Carolina Pirate Baseball. Be sure to follow the show on social media, at the Sports OBJ on Twitter, at the Sports Objective on Instagram. Like and follow our Facebook page and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Listen to the show pretty much anywhere podcasts are found. As always, we appreciate you tuning into the show. Go Pirates!